Welcome to Pod Sham God with Amo and Brandon. No time to pump fake. It's crunch time. How are you doing, Amo? Oh, feeling good today. Yeah, definitely. Friend. You said you're in a pretty good mood. Oh, today's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, this is all timer, all time classic. Right. All these storms rolling in. Yeah. So my buddy was actually telling me uh, we had a derecho last night. What is that? That's what I was saying. Tell me what it is. I was trying to learn. I don't know. My buddy was trying to explain it to me. Uh, maybe something with like winds and rain at the same time, but like yeah, some tornado-like of those like winds, but like also like heavy rains. I don't know. Yeah, some of the terminology. I really don't know. I was literally an hour ago. This term was entering my life. That happened last year. They're like, they're like it was a microburst, and I was like, what? <laughs> And they're like, no, that's the thing that happens. I'm like, tell me about it. And they explain it. And I was like, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think, I think like, what was the other one, too? In the winter, we had something. Yeah, we had something wild come through this last year. There's always yeah, some weird terminology. Something too, like, um, but yeah, just like on the 4th of July, like when I got out of work, the sky was like the weirdest yellow of all time. And sure. then it switched to purple, like in a matter of like 20 minutes. And I was like, this is the wildest shit you can ever see. Right, right. You're talking about the fourth? Yeah. The actual fourth? The actual fourth, yeah. Yeah, no, I was out there too. I was actually riding my bike uh, um, for a little bit right before it came down, actually. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that sky was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I love some of those phenomena. But yeah, man, uh, just, you know, summertime, full effect, kicking it. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. I do like the storms, though. I do, I do really like the storms, and it makes everything kind of green and nice. Yeah. Yeah, especially to be this deep into the summertime and like getting those lawns looking really nice and everything, all the vegetation still looking lush. For sure, for sure. It was starting to get a tad bit burnt out, but yeah, like uh, yeah, my dad came and visited uh, this week and down in the southeastern part of the state, he said like it's all pretty burnt out. They haven't gotten okay. much rain. He's like, geez, it's green everywhere over here, you know. It's been green all year. It's nice. It's been pretty good. And then we go out to eat, and uh, his car got towed, uh-huh. and it was. Set of set forth uh, an uh, epic tale of events trying to recover this car. Yeah, you want yeah. to talk about it? Well, no, it was just like we went to Haolong Bay. You know, you've been to Haolong. I love Haolong Bay. Haolong is the shit. Dude, the Red Snapper meal is the best meal in Madison. Is that right? Oh, for sure. Number one certified? Number one, two, three. Oh, he's taking all the spots? Top three. Mm. Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. <laughs> Top five MCs of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we go into Haolong Bay, one of my favorite restaurants. You know, get to get the, you know a couple of dishes. You know, and he was, you know, I had to kind of maybe twist his arm just a little bit to go there. Sure, sure. And uh, you know, he's you know he, he's adventurous with the food, especially around me. He'll try to get into some some wilder food. He's got a big enough menu where it should hit something. That's what I was saying. I was like, this is an epic menu, dude. As soon yeah. as you like start diving in there, you can you can do whatever you want. You can mix and match. You sure. can do some substitutions. So we have a big, huge meal. It's pretty epic. Then we go outside. I'm like, dude, where's your car? He's, and he's like, shut up, man. Because I'm always like kind of making fun of him because he for, he'll be kind of forgetful, you know, or sure. tell me the same stories like two or three times. And I'm not trying to like rip him. I'm just like, dude, man, I told you that. You're like, you already told me that. Like, how many times are you going to tell me that? Right. And so it's like an ongoing joke now at this point. And he's just like, shut up, man. I'm like, no, seriously, where's the car at? <laughs> That's funny. And he's like, come on. And I'm like, yeah, what happens here? Because like you could see like the sign. We were like in the right parking spot, but they tow that that part of Willie from four until five, or f- like four thirty until five. They just tow your ass off the street, right? 
because it's a busy street and they got to clear it out. For sure. Which I knew that, but I kind of lost track at what t- like, point of the day it was. I thought it was kind of earlier in the day, so I didn't really think about it. No, they've got me a couple times too. You do space, like yeah, it is, it is something that's easily spaced. Because we got the first, like the perfect parking spot. You roll up, you're like right in front of how long, and that place is always like packed. And so like when you can just roll in get a seat right away you know it's a beautiful feeling mm-hmm. so it was all it was all lining up it was all good the food was amazing and we walk out i'm like ooh. <laughs> and so i tell him like yeah so what they do here is they just like take your car and drag it to like a, a nearby block and just drop it randomly he's like shut up and i'm like yeah no 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 we gotta go walk around and try to find this car now and he's just like all right so we take a couple like a couple blocks couple blocks and then I'm like, well, let's go back to my house and get the car. We'll call the call the number. So you call the number and they tell you exactly where it is. Sure. So we walked back and we had just missed it by one block. Okay. As a man who loses his car occasionally, you know the feeling. I was feeling. just thinking about that. I was thinking about <laughs> a, a transition about that. But I, I, you know, I'm not sober when I lose my car. Yeah, we were completely sober. 100% yeah. sober as a judge. I, sober I was as the sober when I started driving. Well, then, when you park it, of course, yeah. I would hope things you'd be sober. Happen. Yeah, and then you lose lose the car. And then it's like, fuck it, I'm not looking for this car anymore. Yeah, so I was on an epic, uh, or actually two epic ones with you, one here in town and one down in New Orleans, and we just like, we're looking and looking, and we're just all over the place, and uh, eventually, yeah. you know, you just gotta... <laughs> the one with John actually was, <laughs> I was sober, fuck. Oh, no. That was, that was the one where I was sober. <laughs> So the Brilliant. one that was with John, I actually was sober, and I got an Uber driver. I fucking, I, I, I called the Uber guy, and we were fucking and driving just around, around. In my car. Jeez. Yeah. Too good. Too good. Yeah. So that was that was uh you know good to see him, and then yeah on the flip side today, um it was my mom's birthday. She passed away six years ago. Happy but birthday, was, ma. Yeah. So happy birthday, mom. Rest in peace. Uh, she would have been fifty-seven. So Damn. shout out to mom. Uh, yeah, so just kind of like day of, day of remembrance. Like I got this like candle from her funeral, so I kind of like set that up. But I don't burn it because like I don't want to burn this candle because I'm like, what's gonna happen when the candle's gone? You know? Right, right. So I just like hold on to that, like burn a different candle <laughs> <laughs> next to the memorial candle for sure, and uh, just kind of vibe out on some memories. And it's my grandpa's 85th birthday too, and they're having a party down Dang. in Kenosha. So shout out to Floyd, 85. 85. Yeah, that's pretty good. How long do you want to live? Uh, as long as I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Indians live a long time. I would think so. Seems to be the case. I think we got it down good though. Like I think the thing is is like, I think like you you guys here do it wrong. Yeah. How if, so? Lay it on me. All right. Well, so like, like the the living at the gym shit. Okay, gym rat, hard you know rise and grind. I, yeah, I feel like that's cool and everything, but then like is it cool? It is cool, like it yeah. is cool. I mean, then, being like, fit is cool. It is cool, but but like I think there's like a point where you overdo it. Yeah. And I think then like you know like if you get like you 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 do it too much and then you're getting surgeries and shit like. What kind of surgeries? You're saying to like recover from like tendons and st- like break in or like like physical like. Like, like yeah, just like everything. Plastic surgeries. No, or, like, no, no, just your body breaking down. Oh, like, okay, yeah, 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 like meniscus. You know, get yep. that thing cut. Yeah. Do all that type of stuff. Like I feel like a lot of like the bodybuilders, like I'm sure like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something probably isn't. Uh, mm, yeah. You know, gonna be. Well, it's a like, lot. Of, it's a like, lot when of he's, When he's eighty. Like it's gonna be tough. I'd imagine on the so. flip. How many Indians you know do yoga at like fucking hundred years old? Like my grandpa is like ninety three and, and he's doing jumping jacks and shit. And it's a practice so too. Like, 90, you said ninety three. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, man. 
Um, and it's, I think it's a daily practice too, or not, you know, not maybe daily, but you know, five times a week, you're going to be stretching out pretty good. Sure. Yep. And I think if you keep your muscles like loose and limber, like throughout life, you can kind of keep that flexibility, you know, but I know if I don't stretch like every day, you start feeling it, man. Yeah, definitely. It does yeah. catch up to you. Yeah. yeah you really got to try to stretch as much as possible. And like they yeah. taught, they taught us that when we were kids in elementary school, they're like, you know, it was like PE. Like, yeah, but they would only stretch? say that to like, you know, before you run and shit. No, my teachers were literally like, hey, like you need to stretch like forever and every single day okay. and constantly. It was just like stretching was a, I mean, when I think of my childhood, I just think of being in like some like track practice stretching. Sure. Like sure. I swear, like, or like a basketball practice. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like you're that. working out and you're stretching. That's, that's when they tell you to stretch, but it's not like. Yeah, but you'd, you'd be like get beforehand, you'd be doing like a half an hour, like yoga type, you know, poses and stretching out. And then like afterwards, you'd be doing like long stretches. It was everything. Sure. It was drill sergeant like shit. It was constant. Sure. But like Sounds you're saying. Fun. It was fun. It was good. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? As a kid, everything else. Fucking throw tomatoes at your neighbors. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, we got into some of that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I remember we uh, we egged the principal's uh, house one time. Nice. Yeah. Was, Fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he had his issues, but I don't think he quite deserved that. No, nah, he does. <laughs> Dude, to be a fucking principal. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think school is just like the worst place you could ever fucking put someone. Mm. So I don't have any love or sympathy for fucking anyone that's in that system. Fair enough. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Amo is not digging the education system. No, no, it's bullshit. It fucking doesn't teach you shit. Like, it kind of just teaches you how to fucking um, be complacent. Yeah. You know, it just it doesn't really. You know, it takes away your individuality. Yeah. It takes away all the shit that makes you cool. Yeah, it's definitely funneling you into a uniformed uh, system for sure. Yeah. So you just want to live as long as you can live? Yeah, That's dude. the dream? Yeah, dude. Like, why not? Living is cool. Like, what else are you going to do? I don't know. I love it, man. It's like, the best. You know, what's the alternative? Like, it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't seem it's like nothingness, like yeah. blank emptiness for eternity. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> I'll keep living. Fuck blank eternity. <laughs> <laughs> That's my stance on that. Yes, sir. You heard that? Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Emptiness. Lack of space. Sure. Not down with it. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. How's your week been? Uh, week's been good, man. Week's been good. So long are you feeling weekend. the flavor? Yeah, long weekend's always nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so, yeah, we had the 4th of July here. We got a lot of people, Yahoo's out there blowing shit up. You, yeah. You got to go catch some of that. Yeah, I saw some fireworks. I was down on Thursday. I was down uh, at my buddy. No, Thursday. Fuck. Sunday. Okay. Because the fourth was Monday. Uh, Sunday, I was down at my buddy's uh, by the lake. Yeah, it seems like Saturday and Sunday is really where a lot of stuff kind of gets popping off, man. I think that's really where people get into the zone. Because, like, the fireworks... They did them right here at Breeze Stevens. So like I literally just like walk out on my porch. I'm like, I probably saw those. I'm like, there's the fireworks. Like that's it's so convenient now for me. I'm just like, hmm. So there was like a bunch of them going on. Like in near on the lake, you get to see all of them through like you know east side of Madison. And yeah, then, the Warner Park ones. That yeah, one like, that's always all a fun the way down one. to like um you know whatever is. I'm sure there's probably do some on like Allen Park maybe or whatever is down there. Mm-hmm. But you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere. And, there was a huge fucking um, 
like a chimney fire like a house oh fire. yeah you said you could see that too it was just like oh it's huge there's bombs bombs exploding and there's a house on fire yeah so it was, it was a wild sight like everywhere you look there's like jimmy fireworks star spangled banner on guitar exactly that, that's what should have been that's what should have been in the background yeah absolutely yeah there, there's a you know there's a little bit of a nice extra edge to the holiday uh that i do appreciate with this holiday sure um, I'm not a huge fan of people blowing stuff up, but it does kind of give it this like this like oof, a little extra, sure. a little extra energy out there. You know, you just be walk, like, walking you know, by like, and somebody just blows off an M80 like like so- ten feet from you, and you're like, whoa, oh yeah, yeah, America, that's right. Sure. <laughs> well, I feel like celebrating that's how we represent shit with fireworks isn't a like unique like idea. They do them all over the world, but and I also think celebrating like your independence, a country's independence, that's is also huge. not like a unique. Oh no no no! Yeah. Idea in the world. Oh not. I at do all. think we take it sometimes, maybe a little too far. It's a big part of our identity. Uh, where we start thinking that, like, you know, like we, I don't know. Well, it has a we're the best mentality to it. Yeah. There's a yeah. There's like that kind of vibe to it. Well, you can kind of overdose on that. But the thing, like, the thing about the celebrations with I, the fireworks, like in the rest of the world, they have fireworks. They just don't have that loud boom and explosion to them. Oh, really? Yeah, because we add that to it. Okay. There's separate components within the the actual. I mean, like if it's an M80, obviously, if it's like straight up, like you're blowing shit up like that. Right. But the the colorful ones in the sky, the boom part is separate. We add that to it. So like you go to like Japan. And you'll be like in Tokyo and they'll just like have crazy fireworks and there's like, oh, no sound. Got and you're it. like, oh, they just because they, they do it, too, but just no sound. They just don't add that boom to it. So it's not like this huge hindrance where it's like blowing out animals like eardrums and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So I think we could have uh, toned that down just a tad bit. Sure. So all the all the veterans aren't like having PTSD and all the animals aren't freaking out. That's a good point too. I do hear a lot about the veterans not liking the, um, the fireworks because of that reason because they were overseas. You it, know, it is given, a, it is a tad ironic that the people that the like country. went out there and like fought for the country and they come back and they're like, no, nah, I don't want to hear this shit. Like yeah. this is like giving me fucking nightmares. Yes, that does suck. Um, but I didn't, you know. As an adult, like, I don't get dragged to any, like, parades, you know? Sure. That was a big thing when I was a kid. They're just like, oh, we're going to go to the parade. And I'm like, whew. I mean, I, I, yeah, don't, I don't think I ever did a parade. No, no. I mean, it was, like, a big part of life. Fireworks are cool, though. The Racine Parade is, I got to say, it is impressive, and it is a lot going on. Like, Sure. There's so many good floats, and there's so many people out there to see. A lot of people from Milwaukee and Kenosha just go, you know, go to that because it's so... Uh, it is it's pretty pretty energizing a lot of bands on you know nice. driving by i don't think i've ever been to any parade nothing yeah hmm nope pot sham guys got to take a trip to some kind of parade one time i was supposed to in bank our band class was supposed to play in a parade and i forged a note saying that to I get was out of it out of town so i therefore i should <laughs> not be able to learn how to march because you don't even have to do it at all. You're like, I'm well, exempt from the whole thing. I was trying. And so we negotiated on, <laughs> well, you still have to learn how to march. I would say they would still make you do the steps. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, it was a lot of, it was a lot of skipping. It was a lot of fighting. Um, this is kind of what I remember. And then just not going to the parade. Yeah, you you held fast. You didn't want. Well, nothing. I was definitely not gonna go to the parade. Like I was not gonna be in the parade. Fuck that. Hmm. Could have been fun. 
No. No? Because like, it was like on a day that like, uh, I don't think it was on a school day. Like, I think it was for Memorial Day. Extracurricular. So like, you think yeah. I want to do shit on my day off? Nah, I'm out of town. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I can, I can vibe, I can vibe with, uh, you know, not having to do it now as an adult though, because that that was always another thing where you're just like doing all day, all day parade, because it was like it was a party from like sun up to sundown, so you'd be out there just like hanging around with all these strangers, sure, and it was you know something to experience, but yeah, as, as an adult, it would probably be a little bit trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of energy out there for the fourth. People are into it. I don't know. Yeah, but, it brings a lot of good. I think it gives a lot of good discussions around sometimes. And it was Canada Day. I don't know what that is. It's the same thing. Is it on the July 4th? Uh, it's like on like June 30th or something. I think it's at the end of June. So that it's was close. Like, so aren't there like a lot of countries that would have the same Independence Day then from the Queen? Uh, yeah. Why is Canada special? I, that's just when they do it. I don't know. There's nothing special in particular about them. So, but wouldn't it be, well, I mean, like, wouldn't they, wouldn't it be other countries too then? Mm, Not just Canada Day? I think that they would have to have gotten their, like, independence at probably different times. It probably happened in, like, a more of a domino effect. Okay. And I think they are still technically sort of connected to them still. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know the exact... I lived in Canada for three months, but there's only so much you can pick up in three months. Do you know what's wild? <laughs> what's that? Fuck, man. This is a wild, 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 you know, road that we can go down on. I'm just going to touch it for a second. Oh, okay. Uh, London. Hmm. And, like, the fucking... The Royal Palace. Okay. Palace like, intrigue? Two separate things. The malice at the palace? Like... Like who has control over what of that country? I think the like who uh, has control over the the bats? royalty is like a like, it's like a figurehead. Like they are just like a mascot. Uh, I mean, they do have to defer to them on some things, and I suppose if the queen really like threw a hissy fit, she could probably get shit through their parliament or whatever. But it's still like parliamentary like sure. st- style stuff. There's something weird going on there. I feel like you think, yeah. I don't know. What what, what do you think is going on? That's weird. I feel like they have. There's like a an, friction between the two, or you think? No, that... no. I don't think there's a friction, but I think there's like. A, I think that there's just like a a face for something that doesn't that wants to be faceless. Hmm. The royal like, family. No. Or like the their govern their actual governing governing body. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like the fucking the bank of Rothschild, like ah uh, fucking shit like that. Uh, I think like the the Rothschild money stuff is totally different on a whole different tangent than the parliament in England. I think, I don't know. No, I think that they, I mean, the Roth stuff, they would be probably more powerful than the actual parliament. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But then the parliament runs here. Sim- but similar- everyone wants the parliament and, then, and like the queen to be like the face of the shit. Well, because even the, the queen and the parliament, I mean, the royal family and the parliament are still like sort of separate. Because like the, the royal family is just like a paid government entity. It's like, uh, it's like they're just like paid like here's $10 million, you're part of the royal family, you're, sure. you're the mascot, go represent for us, you know. And it is like, yeah, forward-facing, like, this is what we're doing, this is the, the royal family, you know, people love them, they put on all the, the f- funny hats, and they have, like, the, talk about parades, those guys are always having parades over there. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of royal family. So there's a conspiracy theory going around that uh, the queen is actually, she died of COVID like a year ago. There we go. And they've been faking her uh, with, a, with the body double and keeping her, hi- keeping her head. Sounds like uh, Andrew WK all over again. Yeah, except for queen style. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I think that over there, yeah, they got their whole, they got a whole other thing. Um, but, I mean, what you're talking, like, with international banks, that stuff is, like, beyond any, like, one government, I think, at this point. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mess. It's a whole mess. I want to do get back to maybe parades. Like, okay. The fucking... Um, we'll, we'll save uh, old money. Oh, I gotta, there's some, I'll do some more digging. There's something there, I feel like. Yeah, well... For sure. We'll get back to you on that one, folks. <laughs> um, no, did you hear about the... You know, there's that shooting at that parade. Yeah, the Highland Park in Highland, in Park, Highland yeah. Park, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that guy? He was in Madison, supposedly. I, I did. Right before. I saw an article like, yeah, he's, well, was it before or was it after? I mean, they apprehended him right away, didn't they? Like, I thought, so the article I read is that like, he came here after. Really? And he was contemplating, like, doing a shooting in Madison. Hmm. Okay, I didn't. I don't think he was prepared for it, though, and then he, like, drove back. And then he got caught? And then he got caught. Is that right? That's what I okay. just saw. All I knew is that he was up in a building and just like kind of shooting people at random. Okay. And that's the, that's that's a scary one right there where you yeah. just like just a random open space. You just like never know. Yeah. And all of a sudden you have no visibility from like where it's coming from. And yeah. all of a sudden somebody's just like taking shots. It's like, oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's dark. Like that is nasty shit. Hey, that's, um, yeah, I guess it's not going to stop, huh? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, there is a lot of other shootings also. Fourth of July is a big shootings weekend. Sure. More, I mean, more people shooting each other. Um, but a lot of people catch a lot of strays to Fourth of July. Well, it any happened. holiday, you're going to have people going wild, but. Mm, yeah, but I think uh, this, the, the 4th of July is the big one. Like, what does Ghostface say? It says, uh, beef in the winter leads to death in the summer. Okay. And uh, I think this is, like, when people start to, like, really take out their revenge because, like, it starts to get hot. People are, like, in, like, social gatherings with family and friends. Sure. You got, a, like, a huge beef with your cousin's buddy, and all of a sudden it goes back from, like, you know, two winters ago, and all of a sudden you're like, we're going to settle this right now. You know, like, you know, there's so many fights that always break out at like family gatherings and, you know, any type of public event. And, uh, yeah, like you, you see like there's, there'll be like hundreds of shootings, like just in like Chicago cell side alone, you know? Sure. But it's always the, like That's, the, the random ones though, that are the, you're, the ones you're talking about the mass shootings. Yeah. Yeah. That's those are the ones that are always going to. I don't know. Just you, you don't see those on the holidays. Yeah. You don't see those on the holidays as much. Yeah, but like you. I don't. Seeing, th- I'm, I'm saying I don't think that the the holiday itself brought that out of him. I think he was just like a psycho that was gonna do that. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Fourth of July though is a, a holiday where it might be like um, a nice, you know, just a perfect opportunity for something like that. You're saying he's doing it like symbolically? No, just because of the noise. Ah, uh, well, that like yeah. You're gonna have well, there was the that stampede that happened. Um, do you see that? Like a huge group of people thought that there was a, a shooting because of the fireworks, and they started running, and they a bunch of them tra- got trampled. Damn! No, I didn't see that. Where was that? I think that was in Orlando. Oh damn! Um, yeah, I have to get the fact check on that one. Sure. So yeah, like that type of stuff is definitely uh, like the yeah the knock on negative effects of any of that is uh, 
Because, I mean, when you're in, like, a big group and there's, like, a panic that happens, it's not good. Oh, no, and there's no time to react. So, all of a sudden, everyone's just kind of doing what everyone else is doing. And there's no, like, real collective, like, uh, thought process. Everyone has their own thought process. Right. And then as soon as a couple people start getting kind of trampled, that's when shit goes really bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I do hate that aspect of like large gatherings. Is like it's like when you're at a concert, like at a festival in the front row, and everyone starts pressing forward, and all of a sudden you're just getting like pressed up against the gate. Sure. I mean, people die like that all the time, you know. And that's a big one, like in England with like those soccer games too. People, yes, people be yes. pressing, and a bunch of people get squished. That's some nasty shit. Yeah. But yeah, fuck this kid that uh, shot shot up the crowd in Highland Park. Um, that's some bullshit. Do you know anything about him? Like. Oh, I saw the picture, and they said he's like kind of a edgelord type internet troll kind of guy. That's okay. all. That's all I heard. Cool. Mm, not cool. Right. That was a sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So you know that that's on the darker side of the news. Um, of course, yeah, we got a lot more protests going on out for women's rights. Of course, um, glad to see people out there protesting. Yeah. Um, there's that shooting in Akron though. Did you hear about that? With the Jalen guy? Yeah. Yeah, got shot sixty times. Yeah, probably some protests out there for that too. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean that's an ongoing Um and somebody's been like spray painting to arrest that uh cop here. Sure. And they've been spray painting up like all the mattresses. And there's so many mattresses around. Like I was just walking downtown today and you like you see the you know, like arrest uh I can't remember the cop's name, but Sure, sure. Anyways, yeah. I know, yeah, people are... I think it is a constant protest at this t- at this point. Yeah, it's just weird that, you know, that someone can get shot that many times. Um, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like, yeah, it's, it's definitely excessive. Yeah, that's beyond excessive. Yeah, that's... Yeah, at some point, you just got to call it for what it is. Yeah. So, in other protest news... I was watching the uh, the hot dog eating contest. Oh shit! And uh, Joey Chestnut, he's the guy that always wins. Yeah, dude, you know, wolf down seventy one hot dogs in ten minutes. Sure. There was uh, an animal rights activist there protesting the uh, the owner of one of these hot dog companies that has all these like really fucked up pig farms. Sure. And so this guy goes in and is protesting with uh, like a Darth Vader mask on. Okay. And uh, saying to uh, you know to get you know to do do something about these pig farms and uh while this guy while joey chestnut is eating these hot dogs he freaking gets the guy in a headlock and like pushes him off to the side that's dope it was insane and obviously I, all right so i'm a lifelong vegetarian i just hit 20 years as a vegetarian but um there's something like so unfunny about these like animal rights protesters that when like something happens to them like that it is like so fucking funny to me right <laughs> well it's, it's again it's so bold to fucking do something like that and to make like yeah, i don't know just bring attention in that way like there's so many better ways to use your time and resources to protest yeah absolutely absolutely but to but, do it at like a hot dog eating contest like yeah it's not the time or the place for it and there sure. are like other avenues you have to go down and i do salute this guy for trying though because sure. I, mean, I mean that's what i'm saying like you know like hardcore vegetarian hardcore animal rights activists you know fucking doing everything I can on that front to like get the word out. 
but it's a hot dog eating. Like I, t- I tuned in the hot dog because I want to watch the hot dog eating contest. Sure. I want to see this guy eat seventy one hot oh, dogs. Oh, competition you know? is so beautiful. Like I tell people all the time. Like if you can make a competition out of anything, like I will watch it. And especially on that level, because it's like historic too. Right. I mean, that's a big that's a big thing that goes back forever. And this guy crushes it, and it's just fun to watch. But then he gets the dude in the headlock. I don't <laughs> know. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's quite the epic scene. Dope. Yeah, so you know that's that's like a funny protest. So I'll keep it on a lighter note here with that. Nice. Yeah. So shout out Joey Chestnut. How many hot dogs do you think you could eat? Ooh, um, I could. I mean, probably you can make it eat, past three. I was gonna say three. Three is probably yeah. Like three. A, three is the most. On the vegetarian like hot dog tip, I could probably get three or four down probably. Sure. But I don't know if I'd want to push it any further than that. What was the last uh, dish that you ate that wasn't vegetarian or that had meat on it? Um, uh, I guess it would have been when I was like, s- yeah, it would have been when I was like 17 uh-huh. or something like that. And uh, I used to get this really good roast beef, this really good shaved roast beef for my work. Uh, they had this like fucking sick ass deli back in the day. Okay. And I would like every lunch break, I'd get like some of this really fancy roast beef, <clears throat> Sure. toast up two slices of bread, put a little bit of mustard on there and just go eat that. And it was like the best thing ever. For sure. For I sure. mean, like that roast beef was like, just like melt in your mouth, like insanely good. So that was the last thing you had? It probably would have been. Yeah. Somewhere in that realm. I'm trying to think. Like uh, I went to Beans and Barley in Milwaukee once and there was accidentally chicken in the burrito. So I bit into it and then spit, sure. the, I spit it out. I didn't eat it. Um, so there's that. Why did you switch? Was it just for the animal? Oh, there's, yeah. I mean like environmentally, like really like all the methane that's produced by these cows is like really like beyond fucking up our atmosphere sure. and the ozone layer and all that shit. I mean like, you know, cars are one thing and industry is one thing. We need those. We need cars. We need industry and we need shipping and we need, uh, you know, global infrastructure and that's going to cause some amount of pollution. We're also going to we, also need to feed a global people. Oh yeah, and cows are not the way. I mean, they take up so much water. Yeah, but like, what are you? What are you going to do? Like, people aren't just going to eat crickets. Yeah, they do. In the rest of the no, world, I'm, they do. They're not going to though. They I are. Don't know. They eventually they're going to have to. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm saying cows in particular cows and then like uh pig waste you know like pig shit sure uh because then that infiltrates like water water tables and stuff and then that fucks up water for humans but i think it's just the no, i'm the, saying like do you grow- think, i know but do you think it's the the fact that we eat so much uh meat or do you think it's the fact that we're just bound to eat meat in the most efficiently cheapest way possible and that is what that's why well i mean if you like literally were like breeding like heritage like cows you know right um so like uh what i I said earlier but i lived in canada for three months working on a farm up there because i was doing the uh the woofing program the worldwide opportunities and organic farming all that shit and uh they had uh six cows there and uh, I help raise these cows. I go out and milk them every morning, you know, so you got the milk. Mm-hmm. That's the best, like fresh milk, raw milk is For the sure. best thing in the world. For sure. And then, you know, they raise these cows and you become friends with them, you know, and then when they, they slaughter them and then they like uh, have their meat, you know, frozen, they got the name of the cow like written on the package, sure. you know. So if you're going to like produce like, uh, you know, meat on that scale. I mean, it would be like so cost prohibitive. It would be like you'd be paying like $200 for a steak probably. Right. So that's just not going to happen, like, on a grand scale. Right. So, like, I, I'm all for, like, uh, whatever you want to call, like, raising 
was it husbandry or whatever they call like uh, raising animals and stuff i don't know if i got that term right fact check <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um i'm all for that you know that's like a small scale like if you're gonna have a small farm do yeah have as many animals as you want raise them ethically and all that stuff but like on like a huge scale like the amount of uh i'm saying the methane produced by the cow farting is what's a big problem sure and scientists are working on a way to neutralize that methane through their diet somehow which would be huge you know because like you know the big problem is like global warming is the big problem so like and like water you know we're gonna be like out of water right. like in like five years we're gonna be like to me that's sh- shooting our neighbors thing. for water like, probably i feel like water is shortages and then just also like what we have to do to the land to like feed all these cows or whatever yeah i think that would be the bigger argument i don't really buy the methane thing though okay like because i feel like of all the things that like do you believe in global warming i do okay and i believe that there's so many different ways to tackle it okay that are probably like if you're gonna look at things like what's gonna be like um you know, if you look at things that are um, contributing heavily to global warming and then you mm-hmm. like make a list of like what is going to be like uh, expendable yeah. and how expendable is it, okay. I think there's a million different things that you can start with before cows. But it is a big part of the, the problem. Right. But I also think it's also a big part of feeding the world, too, unfortunately. That, so that's where you're way off base. Because, mm-hmm. like, you have to produce, for every pound of meat, you have to produce, like, 300 pounds of food to feed that cow. When that food could just be fed to people directly. When it could be, like, the resources to make that food, you could just make a field of corn what are, or wheat. What are we, yeah, what are we counting food for the cow? Like, are we counting, like, grass? Yeah, it's all silage and grass. So I don't know if the grass, like, if you, that, that's not, even humans aren't going to eat grass. No, I know, but we're spending that amount of resources to make that for the cow. Oh, so you're saying instead we can use those resources just to like... Yeah, we could make all kinds of other things. Right. No, that is true. That you, is true. You could have a field of chickens or whatever, you know, and then they wouldn't take up that amount of resource. Sure. And then, you know, kill the chickens and eat them, you know? But the other problem is, is people like eating cows. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying, yeah, free, like- free will exists. Like, like, like people like it. And, it, but there's a big difference in like our lifestyle too. Like, cause you go back like uh, 70 years ago and to like get a steak was like special. Like it was right. like, it was hard to come by. Now it's less special and people are eating burgers and steaks. Like uh, uh, exactly. So it's like, it's, um, cause like back in the day, like you didn't eat, you didn't get meat every day. Right. And especially talk about like, like England or like Europe, like, you know, it's definitely like much more special there. Yeah. And I think that's, so that's going to be our, our problem. I think we're hitting closer to like what I feel is more of our problem. And it doesn't just come down to just this one thing. Well, this, I is, think this, it's just, this is the thing is like, we're, we're actually talking about why I became vegetarian. Sure. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm not even talking about like, like all the, like the, the global warming. Like yeah, yeah. that, that's like, we're, yeah, we're like, this is like a false premise. It's like a, <laughs> a straw man argument. Cause like, I'm just talking about like why I became vegetarian. Got it, got it. So like, and then like, yeah. Cause like, yeah. Animal cruelty. And then like, obviously I'm like, also thinking about like, you know, global warming and like the world, world health and all that stuff. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying to uh, for anybody to like. I'm not trying to persuade anybody on anything. Like, do whatever you want to do. Right. It's complete free will, and it's a free market economy. For sure. For which sure. Which I believe in, and like, and I believe in like creating a good product. You know, and if you can raise like good cattle and you can 
do the best steak sure by sure. all means like go crazy with it and like i was saying too about like raising animals too like uh you know humans are good at like keeping certain breeds alive right like if we didn't uh breed some of these cows like they wouldn't even exist right you know, like the different different offspring and you know different breeds we do the same thing in like um agriculture too though and like yeah i think it sucks that i can't get like uh like a multi-kernel like corn like it's all that uniform like yellow yeah sweet corn you know yeah i mean and, and, and don't, i get like you, you have know, to dig I, a little bit deeper and hit up some farmers markets you can find some of the different heirloom varieties of corn. right there's only like five like apples that you can buy instead of like wow there's you know quite, a, I mean? quite a few more apples than that well that you, you can buy the, though yeah you ever have that pikachu no you ever get those uh i don't know what's your favorite apple my favorite apple, I am partial to the Granny Smith. I like, Dang, the, I like the tart. The I like classic the tart. tart. Okay. I do like the tart. All right. I'm taking Fuji, ride or die. I've had Fuji. I've had Fuji. Fuji, ride or die. Honeycrisp. You rock the Honeycrisp. Honey is the, I feel like that's just like the... Uh, the trendy fad, fad, yeah, fad apple. Yeah. yeah. You ever have the grapple? No. Where they inject the apples with grape flavoring? No. I'll <laughs> do that. I was hanging out. I saw this is back in the day, but I was visiting my aunt in San Diego, and she's like, "You got to try the grapple." Yeah, you got to try the grapple. And I was like, "Give Fuck. me!" I was like, "Give me a grapple," you know. <laughs> and I just remember just like hanging out like by this like supermarket, and just like in a real you know foreign town to me. Yeah, just eating this like really foreign tasting apple, and I was like experiencing like extreme like dislocation of like sensory like shit. Sure, and it was pretty good. It was a pretty trippy experience. You ever yeah. have a crab apple? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, growing up, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of different. Yeah, we'd go apple picking back in the day at all kinds of different places, and there's like hundreds of different varieties of apples. You right. know, you get into it. But yeah, like I mean, like humans, like we're all about, you know, creating different like speed, you know, cross breeds of all kinds of different hybrids of. Well, of yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say, like humans, we just have like a unique thing where we are changing the environment um so we change it to in order to like best serve us yeah um so we're just like we literally everything that we touch whether it's like uh, whether we consume cows Mm -hmm. or whether we consume like apples we're not doing the best thing for fucking the world well yeah we took ourselves we took ourselves out of nature right like we literally like have separated ourselves from nature as much as we possibly can and then, yeah, we alternate, you know, like you see a banana from like a hundred years ago versus what it looks like today. It's, it's not even like a comparable like thing. Like the old ones are just like this like fibrous, like husk of like dense like fibers right. and stuff. And we like crossbred it and crossbred it till we got like the Cavendish specific like ripening banana that we have now. Yep. And uh, it, it is what it is, you know, for better or for worse. It goes back to what you're saying. Like, how are we going to feed these people? because mm-hmm. like I, I i you know at a place like where i work like it's uh sustainability and organic farming is like a big part of it you know right but um how far can that go to like feed people because like to feed people in that method you have to like have people dedicated to that lifestyle exactly and we're on a completely different track right now you know we're like so far away from like being able to have like all of our food organic and right. like non-gmo like because it's like we need to feed these people so if you have like a gmo hybridized crop that's gonna like maximize your acreage like i was watching a documentary on like corn growing in, in iowa and like to have like these specific like plots and acreages of land to like grow these like then you want to have 
the most profitable yield. Otherwise, you won't be able to like compete against right. your neighbor down, you know, in the next county. And you need to like produce that corn. And uh, it's going to be like, it's going to be a, you know, a mono crop, basically. It's just going to be the same shit over and over again. Exactly. And even like what you're talking about, like the sweet corn, that that's like the edible corn. This All that corn they're growing in Iowa isn't even like really edible for humans. It's more of growing, you know, for like a, ethanol and yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, and like we we're saying, like we've like really uh, taken ourselves out of that that food chain and like separated everything, right? So, and that's like you're saying, we need to feed people. It's it's a harsh reality. We got billions of people, mm-hmm. and like you have to look at it from like a perspective of mass production, right? And like, how are you gonna like disseminate all this stuff to people in general? Because like you saw during the pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, there was like all these uh, potato farmers in like Idaho and Northwest, you know, Okay. and all the restaurants shut down. And so there's like, like $6 million worth of potatoes that were grown for those restaurants. Got it. And they couldn't do anything with them because you can't switch the method of production, the assembly line of production to switch it to like, we'll freeze all these potatoes and we'll do something with them because the mechanisms are already in place for them to go in one direction. So all these potato farmers just like, fucking buried them back into the ground dang and they lost freaking millions you know dang that was just like one small effect of the pandemic though so it's like it's a system so yeah that's why i'm vegetarian yeah <laughs> <laughs> makes sense yeah uh, it makes yeah. sense but you like vegetarian food i love everything i love vegetarian food i love meat i love fucking gross shit yeah like like gross I'll shit. Try, I, I love trying <clears throat> gross shit. Like I'll try gross shit. I'll try anything once. Well, the vegetarianism. Somebody was you know I was like oh India you know and like then my boss was like oh I think it's only like like forty percent of Indians in the continent are vegetarian now. Yeah. See, I don't and, know because like, like there's okay, going to be like so stat. India India has a lot of Muslim uh, people in there so there's a large Muslim population they're not going to be vegetarian. Okay. Um, a lot of Hindus are vegetarian though. Like I um. Like, uh, my mom's vegetarian. Okay. A lot of my family, like, uh, they're vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then the big thing too, though, is like, if they're not vegetarian, they'll like definitely not eat beef. Oh, at all? Yeah. They'll have like sacred cow. They'll have milk and yogurt. Um, and then they'll have like chicken and shit. Yeah. Seafood, but then like no beef. I gotcha. So it's like, yeah. Um, you ever have like like wagyu like beef like some wild like so, Jap- Japanese yes, like yes and no heritage beef yes and no you get the fake shit the yeah, the mixed shit like yeah it's like part of it's like raisin like tell me like, the story where did you go to get it pick and save okay okay Fucking, that was fake sell it. that's fake yeah yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> that's not real I know that's why I haven't had the real shit <laughs> that's fucking fake I know I think they have like licenses for like specific like uh, to be able to get the the wagyu beef you have right. to like be licensed just to like buy it. Yeah, I know. It's like the Pretty same. Sure it's, like, it's, like, it's like raised, it's like it's like so it's American raised cows that are like raised the same way, but it's not like yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's not the Japanese style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always curious about like those type of really rarefied, like things like like the aged beef. Oh, that's uh, I do. Japan's on the top of my list. Yeah, I think like fucking. I want to go like next March or 
April, like in the spring for sure. Yeah, because like, cherry blossoms. Like everything, yeah, everything's blooming there. Like you gotta go to Japan for that. Yeah, I watched so, so many videos. Uh, there's this dude. Is his Kaminko solo life? Like this guy moved to like the mountains in Japan. Sure. And, like he's in a small town with like an old. Uh, I think Kaminko is like uh, the word for like small, like old vintage house or something like that. Sure, sure. And he just does all these videos where he's just like doing his thing, like alone. But he's like he'll go visit like you know bigger towns, but not like many like huge cities but it's always like he's like i'm in this mountain over here in this uh island off of you know what blah 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 sure and i'm like man japan dude it's, yeah it's was... so much fun i was watching so many of these videos that youtube thought all of my recommended videos were starting to come in in japanese <laughs> and i was just like what's going on here <laughs> and uh they thought i was japanese for a little while awesome but yeah, so you want to go there? Uh, yeah, I want to island hop. I'm Irish to the islands first and foremost too. Yeah. So they're my favorite like uh, place to hang out because they just have everything that like I need. I gotcha. Like a lot of them are like volcanic, so mm. it means like you're just gonna have like a lot of cool hikes, a lot of cool like environments, um, and it's just there's like an energy there that like I don't know. It's just you can tap into. It's just. Yeah. It's real nice. There's it's a lot of fun. stuff close to the ocean on both sides, too. Yep. So you got that, too. Yep. There's a train that goes all the way from uh, Hokkaido, the island, I think. And you might have to take a trolley from there. But then from the north part of the island all the way down through the whole island. And I always wanted to do that. Sure. It's on the it's on the books for something I got to do for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I missed out. My aunt lived in uh, Japan for a while. My mom went over and visited, but I did not go with. Dang. Yeah. I fucked a, up. You fucked up. Majorly fucked up. Yeah. But I have all their photos from there, and it's pretty, pretty interesting spot. Oh, yeah. I bet. It's just a unique culture. It seems very peaceful, though. It seems very fun. Uh, again, just want to try shit. So just, I know they got good food. Yeah, that's the move. Yeah, the vegetarian culture. I had a friend. She went over there, and she had the vegetarian guide to Japan. Sure. And, like, pretty elaborate restaurants, like, really, like, nice, like Michelin-starred restaurants that do vegetarian food. And you're like, this oh. is what's up. When I was in Hawaii, I had this uh, uh, restaurant that I was out, I would always go to um, on the uh, what on Oahu, okay. I think it is. Uh, and uh, shout out to uh, my buddy I was staying with when I was out there. He showed me this restaurant. Um, what kind of restaurant? It was like a ramen place. They uh, have. It was like the first time they opened a restaurant outside of Japan. They opened it here in Oahu. Oh wow! Presidents ate there. Like okay, Yokozuna. I don't know if you know who he is. The wrestler. The wrestler. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You okay, me? I know you did get down. You did tell me you're down in wrestling. Yes, I was alive Fuck at the yeah. time. Everybody knew who Dude, he was. So, uh, do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> it's like, July do you know the Undertaker? It's like, do you yeah, remember just the July Fourth when Lex Luthor fucking slammed? Yokozuna on the boat. Yeah, I do remember that. Dude, I remember. <laughs> I remember watching that. Like, so I, re- I was at my like grandparents' house, and I must have been like a kid, like eight years old, and like the neighbor girl was like six years older than me or something. Yeah. And I remember screaming out like, and she saw it too. Like, it was like the hottest. So you could, like hear. It was like, like yeah. The whole, the whole neighborhood's watching it, and we're all just like, dude, he did it. <laughs> yeah i think uh, usa with the wrestling like i was never like a wild fan of it but there was a brief not a brief period but a couple year period where like uh there's like a, a picture of me my buddy mark Tricosi, shout out and greg novak who you know we dressed up as like nwa like scott hall and nice, like, those Kevin guys Nash, yeah, yeah we dressed up as those guys and i still have the picture and i'm like that's dope i was like well that's living proof that i definitely was into it enough <laughs> at a certain point but i think i jumped off pretty shortly after that that era yeah um, but yeah, I think that's what happens when you're kids. 
Yeah, no, so I, I just remember there's all these uh, pictures of presidents eating at this restaurant, and me and my uh, buddy are like geeking as, dude, they had Yokozuna. I mean, that's, like, that's the most that's impressive the biggest part. stamp of approval you could ever get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like that vibe with Japan to Hawaii, too. Like, uh, you know, when we were doing the Mount Rushmore, I said, like, uh, Hiroki Murakami's like right. one of my favorite uh, writers of all time. He's on my Mount Rushmore. And, and in a few of his books, he has these. Uh, stories about you know it's, they're all based in japan for the most part but like a couple where they're taking trips to hawaii mm-hmm. and there's something about that connection from japan to hawaii and like just like uh the way he told the the stories like there's just like this surreal element to the way that you know they go there for vacation and for it's sure. like it's uh, interesting because it's like the, i don't know why it's more interesting to me than like an american going to visit there but like for some reason <laughs> like the japanese going to visit in hawaii like has this like extra level of like intrigue oh for sure it's like they they probably go there more than we go there oh for sure yeah yeah Yeah, it's a big vacation spot for them Mm -hmm. for sure so shout out yokozuma right i remember like they used to show like how much rice he ate when i was a kid they'd be like you'd like they'd be like some like espn and like and he ate 17 pounds of rice today and i'm like man that's insane i love it (laughs) yeah um, I don't know. What do you think, man? You want to take a little quick break and talk about sports? Yeah, there's a lot of sports action that yeah. we can get into. So. Pod Sham God, we'll be back in a second. Peace. sham god transaction season is upon us in the nba and everybody is talking shit yeah i'm always talking shit yeah i mean at my work people are like into it like it's like i'm working with like like skip bayless and fucking stephen a smith over here yeah <laughs> people people got into it it's like i know people are basketball fans but all of a sudden like that you know people start talking about trades and like people start signing people just like light up they just sure. love it man it's fun it's always fun because speculation people are rampant with yeah rumors and everyone's team is in it so like that's everyone's, true yeah everyone's... that's that's why so what's your biggest uh, takeaway from this last couple of days uh first i think i gotta talk about go go bear the okay. go bear trade i think that's uh to minneapolis yeah for half of their bench and a bunch of picks until 2029 yeah four or five picks Woo! i don't know unprotected yeah i was really taken aback by this trade i didn't know what to think of it right away sure and i wish they could have like traded for somebody else of that caliber right like really anybody else and i think that it would have been nice if they could have got rid of like d'lo yeah it's funny with him i think oh, man god you love to hate him and you sometimes forget about him, but then all of a sudden he fucks up and you're like, damn, that's right. That guy sometimes is good, but sometimes just blows it. Yeah, I'm not, I've never been a fan. I've just <sighs> never been a fan. You know, I really like that team that he was on with the Lakers when he got drafted. Right. I watched, they were really bad those years. 
that was like the Julius Randle like era with those guys. I remember that. Yep. I love that team. Like I would always, like, you know, I get out of work usually. Like I don't get home until like 10 p.m. And so like those West Coast games, sure, those shitty West Coast teams. I like watched like so many of those Laker games. And then when they like got LeBron, I was like, nah, I'm over it. <laughs> um, uh, but that's a big trade, man. What do you think? I didn't like it. I didn't like it because I didn't really like uh, the fit. They're going to have to move Carl Anthony Towns to the four, obviously. Yeah. Goldbarrow plays center. Yeah, and I don't know. And, it, and also, I don't think it fits their timeline. Definitely not with it, not with Ant. It doesn't no, fit the I think Ant's the guy that you want to build around. And it's tricky, too, because you got Carl Anthony Towns, who's really good at offense but really bad at defense, and Goldbarrow, who's really good at defense but really bad at offense. Right. So they're paying, like like 90 or 85 million dollars or 90 million dollars for like one complete player kind of yeah <laughs> which is fine which is fine i don't mind that it's just that i don't know just wait until it ends maybe 25 right it's gonna be interesting i look forward to watching their style of play i think it's gonna be a weird fit and it's gonna be one of those basketball oddities where i'm completely ready to see how they do so I think if anybody's going to make the jump, like Ant is the dude to make it. For sure. No, he's ready. I think they're definitely a fun team. I actually like Carl Anthony Towns. I like Cat. Yeah, Cat is a good... When he's good, he's really good. Yeah. He had his ups and downs and stuff. And like he had all that, that family stuff where a bunch of his family members got COVID and had passed away. And I think that probably like slowed him up you know, for like a season. Yeah, he seems like a really good dude. He just doesn't make a lot of good basketball decisions all the time. But I think give him another year or two. I think he'll be that regular all-star player. I think for sure, he's He's definitely a force. He can do everything that you kind of. He checks all the boxes. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, really, he's he's that dude. And I, I think they got a weird team, and I look forward to watching it. Yeah, the West is going to be tough. It's probably like a fourth seed, probably. Yeah. You know, we'll see, I mean, the Gobert is only like, I mean, his game, I don't think is going to be getting better either. His game is going to be the same. Like he, he has like movement and his, like his lateral movement is good and he's going to get older and like kind of grow into that. Sure. Um, his defense, like in the playoffs towards the end of the game, it can be a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, and he gets played off the floor sometimes. People hunt him sometimes. They do. It's, it's odd. Like a Chris Paul versus Goldberry. I'm always like, poof, Goldberry, man, you're in trouble tonight. Right. <laughs> like, Chris Paul just has this dude's number. <laughs> like, it was like work that pick and roll and just destroy him, like, night in and night out. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that, uh,. Jalen Brunson to the Knicks was interesting. That was also, yeah. But we, we kind of saw that happening. Yeah, in real time, that was like kind of like, yeah, kind of the idea with them hiring his uh, dad. Yeah. And I think he's a pretty good player. He was like the number two for Dallas. He was actually good in the playoffs, too. Yeah. I think Dallas kind of fucked up by not keeping him, but who knows? They probably just couldn't keep him because of the, the circumstance anyways. Have you seen pictures of Luca? Yeah, they look photoshopped, but he did look skinny. So, <laughs> Not just skinny, but he looks ripped. Yeah, I think that was just like they're like shading his biceps like in the photo. They're like, uh, like give him a little extra like a little extra, you know. We'll see what happens this year. Yeah. But. Shout out to Luca. Uh we all want to see him ripped and just like just killing people. Right. Yeah. Cuz uh even when he's like he gets a little bit overweight, he has that like kind of like layer of thickness to him. <laughs> For sure. And he still like moves around he's like still, better than most yeah. players. He's usually the best player on the court. He can still do whatever he wants in the court, so it'll be yeah. nice to see him just get an extra gear. But 
And I yeah, always, but, I always thought Luca like kind of moved the way Kawhi moves. But, sure. Like, except for Kawhi, that old man game. They have the shoulder game. Like the Kawhi's Kawhi's shoulder game was the best, and like sure. Kawhi's ripped. He's always shredded, you know. And I'm like, man, if Luca got like ripped like that, he'd probably be winning a championship for sure. Yeah, so Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. Yeah, I was going to say back to Brunson. I kind of like it for the Knicks, but like yeah. I, I think they definitely need more pieces. Do you think that they have a shot I like, at anyone this year? I don't know. I like. I would love to see Derrick Rose come back and have one last hurrah. Sure. And I like R.J. Barrett a lot. Okay, okay. And I feel like Julius Randle had a really shitty season this year, and I hope he comes back and bounces back with a strong year. Nice. And I think that they have an interesting team overall. Yeah, it's going to depend on Randall for sure. If he bounces back, and R.J. Barrett's only going to get better. For sure. I'm still not sold on him. I'm still not sold on Randall. I'm still not sold on the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I think that they'll probably be like a six seed somewhere. I think they have pieces, but they definitely, they need someone. They need a... I don't know what it would be, you know. There's always talks of Zion Williamson getting traded there. And I don't know, maybe that would be the kind of thing. Like if they could flip Barrett for like, but New Orleans isn't gonna do that for sure. Yeah, they're just <laughs> like these Zion trades. I'm like, what? Like, so then you got like the Kevin Durant news. Speaking of like big players that are, you know, that's where I was kind of going. With it. Like, I feel like either like him or Kyrie could go to New York. Well, it would be amazing for him to go from Brooklyn to New York, <laughs> right? And he should have just went to New York originally in the first place for sure. Because New York is always gonna be a Knicks town. Mm-hmm. It's like ten to one. Yep. Nobody gives a shit about the Nets. For sure. And if he brought a championship to, you know, that's the only way he could probably erase all that bullshit <laughs> with Golden State is if he went to New York and won them a championship. It would change the narrative forever. It would completely change the narrative forever. And mm-hmm. he would be like a singular entity, you know? Right. But my buddy at work talking about like speculation, uh, they were like, they're all over the map. They're like, oh, well, trade, you know, like my idea was just like the expansion, like just like do, do a Seattle expansion and like have Kevin Durant just go there. Sure. But I got people at work were like, trade him to Cleveland. And they like were talking about like him with Jared Allen, you know, like with that that team with Garland and, Se- you know, the Sexland okay. backcourt. And Ricky Rubio just re-signed with uh, the Cavs. Right. And I was like, dude, Duran on the Cavs, like he goes. And it's like, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, how's he going to like, what would happen if he won a championship <laughs> in Cleveland? Right. That was just the narrative would look so weird. Even the Suns, though, it's that, that's looking like it's top target. And it's not looking like it's good for the narrative. It's terrible for the narrative. It's the worst. Right. And then mm-hmm. him, like, he said he wanted to go to Miami, and he's just like, but only if I can play with, like, everybody that's already there. I'm like, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's not how a trade works, dude. That's what I was saying in the last podcast. Like, I'm over Kevin Durant. He's predictable. Mm. It's, right. it's 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 boring at this point. It's not exciting. It's like, all right. We got me... Chris Middleton versus Durant. I mean, I... There's two different conversations. Who do I like more as a person? No, that's like as, as a player. <laughs> as a basketball player, it's obviously, their Kevin it's obviously Kevin Durant. Mm, yeah, fair enough. But like at this point, I feel like watching him on like a, a new team every two or three years is pretty played. It's really played. We trade, especially if he's not even what, like. What would you do, like Middleton? Middleton for KD, I, I, a couple of pick swaps. Yeah, if you can get that, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, but I'm not going to like it. No. Not uh, at maybe, all. maybe eventually I will. 
Speaking of not liking it, Malcolm Brogdon signed with the Celtics. Yeah, Oof. fuck Boston. <laughs> that is a continual theme here on this podcast. I was always a big Brogdon guy, too. I, I miss him on Milwaukee, but he didn't want to be here. so He was a guiding ship for us, though, for a couple of years. Yeah, no, he, for sure. He opened up the offense. He was clutch. I love I love clutch players. He helped Giannis grow, and they, grew, sure. they grew together. And I always wanted to see them win a championship together, but... Alas. Yeah. Now he's on to the Boston Celtics. And I'm like, we'll never be friends again. I'm like, this is grinding my gears here, man. Sometimes you cross a line. That's a line crossed. It's over. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a habitual line stepper. I wouldn't say habitual. Sometimes <laughs> it's just a line you can't erase. Well, Kevin Durant's the habitual line stepper. That's that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. Uh, any other trades you, you got into? Uh, what did Chicago do? They picked up... Uh, they traded for Drummond, and uh, they, they got, got like Drummond. Zach Levine. I think they signed him. Resigned right? Zach Levine. They got Drummond. They got somebody else, though, didn't they? Uh, maybe. Yeah, they did. Oof. Fact checker. Yeah. Uh, let's keep talking. I'll think of it. Sure. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I do like... Um, I was watching some of the Summer League, mm. and that kid... Shout that, out nah, I'm still not uh, convinced. One game, and everybody's on board. I'm still not convinced. I saw one five-minute clip of one summer league game, and I was like, <laughs> "I fucking love this guy." He's got some moves. <laughs> I saw, I saw the one where he pulled out the Dirk. Yeah, I pulled out the Dirk, and he like he did it a couple times where he ran up the court behind the back, step back three, and I was like, "What?" Dang. Come but on. The guy, I forget his name, but the guy that Sacramento took at uh, at four. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. That people were saying maybe it was a stretch before Ivy, but I like that kid now. Okay. Yeah, names. Sorry, folks. Fact checking. Yeah, that 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 kid is dope. I liked watching him. Um, but no, I don't know. Uh, Buck signed Bobby Portis. Yep, three year. It's huge. Yep. Yep. The B. The O. I think the B, four the year B, actually. I think a four year. year? Yeah. Okay. And we picked up Jumping Joe Ingles. That's true. Now this is the thing, man. Jingles, this guy hated him so much in Utah. And this is the kind of guy that I love, though, now for the Bucks. Yeah. Not like a Grayson Allen type. I was going to say, the Grayson Allen thing is just... Grayson uh, Allen's like the wrong villain, and like Joe Ingles is like the right, right villain. For sure. And there was stretches, like, two in the last two years, like, Ingles was like the second best offensive player on Utah. But you can do... Like I, was, I was, was actually... Yeah, I was actually reading some shit um, about him after we got him, just to be like, be like, okay, let me learn more about this guy. Mm-hmm. But he does more, certainly, than a Grayson Allen. Oh, yeah. Like, his pick and roll with Gobert was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. He spaced the floor really well. He always had the confidence on defense. And yeah. he's just, like, one of those trolls. I fucking... I'm, I'm, all, I'm on board with that one. I'm especially in because I always thought that Grayson was the weakest link that we had. Yeah, I'm like hoping... If everyone was asking me even before the draft, I was like, dude, we need a guard. Like, we can't fucking play Grayson. Yeah, I'm hoping Bochamp can step in for some, like, bench minutes, you know, off the draft. And then, like, once Joe Ingles gets healthy and he's back... Right. And then... There's probably one more move to be made somewhere in there. I got... I got speaking of moves, did you see Dante went to Golden State? Yeah, I did see that DiVincenzo signed with Golden State. That so one Golden hurts State me a lot more than Gary... Mike Brogdon. Yeah, that one, it's crucial. Yeah. But I was kind of into it, actually. I was, like, super happy. Sure. No, I'm happy for him. Yeah, because I was I like, just wish we had him. You could see him playing with Steph. Like, I pictured it, like, as soon as they signed him, I was like, ding, that makes <laughs> sense. I was like, him playing with Steph and Clay. Mm-hmm. 
And, oh, yeah, that's going to be good. But they lost Gary Payton, the, right. the mitten, to the Blazers. The Blazers Young side. I don't know what the fuck the Blazers got going on, but they re-signed Nurkic. Yeah. And they got a weird team going on out there. Yeah, they're, they're definitely... Uh, is Chauncey the coach? Chauncey Billups is the coach. And see what they're doing. I still have no idea what they're doing. NBA champion, Detroit Pistons. I do like Chauncey, 2004. though. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Chauncey. One of the best NBA championships of all time oh he's everywhere he went he won that's an underrated uh team though yeah you know amidst all those dynasties for them to come in and win that yeah but they almost went back to back if they went back to back then they would have got the respect i respect them (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah so those those moves are good i think there's a couple we're missing here i think the uh the the atlanta trade they got d uh (laughs) dijon oh (laughs) dejante i was like i need a sandwich give me some mustard (laughs) (laughs) you say his name dejante man dejante dejante murray that's it dejante murray yeah i liked him too he's good i didn't watch a ton of spurs games and they had lonnie walker the fourth and like he signed with the lakers Sure. Um, but I always like that, that Lonnie Walker with DeJounte Murray and some of their vibes down in, uh, in, in San Antonio. I think that's a good compliment, though, for him in Atlanta. Like, him and Trey like, yeah. are going to compliment each other pretty nicely. I look forward to watching that, honestly. Yeah. I think Atlanta is going to be a weird team to watch. Sometimes I hate Trey. Sometimes I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Same. And I'm pretty much always interested in watching him play no matter what. Like, okay, so I do love Trey. Like, I do, I talk shit about him, but mm-hmm. like, the fact that he is so small and keeps fighting. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's awesome. Like, you'd love to see it. I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas made me like, like Boston for mm-hmm. two years. Not, 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 not that they're my favorite team, but I'm saying just like it's slid the scale. You, you, I'm gonna say, you're trying to tell me you weren't into that Isaiah Thomas run with, with the Celtics? I was not into what? that run. Yes. Get out of my house. No, I was, <laughs> do you think I was watching that? I wasn't even watching that. You were watching it. I watched no. a game with you at your house one time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. Probably rooting against him. You, it was the Bulls versus the Celtics. So there so you yeah. go. There you go. But we were there. We saw it. <laughs> And it was a good Don't game. Don't put words in my mouth that aren't there. I'm just talking facts from the past. <laughs> <laughs> There's no love from Boston, for Boston here. Uh, that was that little ray of sunshine that they had, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that Atlanta's going to be pretty pretty dope. Sure. It's going to be cool to watch them. Trey's going to get a little bit older and a little bit better. Yeah. I think it's going to be, you know, Miami's probably got a move left. They're always making. I don't know what they're going to do. A yeah. surprise move. Riley always gets shit done. That's the thing. How do you How say no? How many games they won this year? They won a lot of games. Yeah. They were the one seed. So they were the one seed. Had to be at least 55. It but... was a lot of games. Yeah. So you can never doubt them. Yeah. You can never doubt. Riley's, Riley's a, he, he's earned his shit. Yeah. Spoke to. Would you want that Duran to go there? No, I want Durant to go to Washington. Yeah, I could see that. If I could pick a place for him, I would say just go home. They trade Beal for him? No, play with Beal. Play with Beal. I would love to see it. Play, trade everything else. Because Beal's that second star that's not going to get like Durant that heat where people are right. like, oh, you're just fucking, you know, whatever. 
tagging your fucking wagon to this guy. Mm-hmm. That's not the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's tagging his wagon again. Ah, uh, that guy. That fucking wagon um, You know he loves those fucking wagons. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, this is the last gasp of NBA news, though. This is it. Yeah, I mean, until Durant gets traded. But it's over. Then, yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll watch some summer league. That's true. And there'll be, you know, training camps eventually. <laughs> and then people will be watching football. Yeah. And it turns, it flips. Well, we got football, though. I mean, football still have a hell of an off season too. Like, it's starting to compete with basketball. And um, today, actually, we got Baker Mayfield traded, which is big. From the Browns to the... Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. For what, yeah. like a fourth or fifth round, just like not even a great pick. Yeah, Baker was the number one pick like four years ago, five years ago, something like that, and now he got traded for the like the number one overall pick, and he got traded for like a fifth rounder. That's brutal. Yeah, um, he also got replaced by Deshaun Watson, who hasn't played in a year, and has all the sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, Is Watson going to be able to play? He settled all of them, but four. They're talking about what Jesus his pun- punishment. I know, <laughs> that it's ridiculous. Terrible. I know, I know. It it really is though. It's, it's it is as ridiculous as it sounds. But um, he uh, they're talking about what his punishment could be uh, for the year. Like the NFL is going to suspend him. The NFL wants to suspend him for like a year. Uh, the players' association is saying zero games. So what do you think about all this? Um, so you have. Uh... Was it uh, Miles Bridges beat up his wife? Okay. Supposedly. Well, he got arrested this off for season? This happened just like a couple of days ago. Dang. And uh, she posted some photos of her injuries from, you know, that. Okay. And like, there was like some debate, you know, online. It's just like, well, what, like, what is the suspension for that? You know, like, obviously he has the real life repercussions. He needs to like, you know, the law is going to do what the law is going to do, you know. But like, what, what would the NBA do for a suspension for this type of thing, you know? Sure. Like, where's the line? Like, what should, should they get involved? Should they not? Do they set a precedent? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the NFL has their thing where they do get involved a little bit. They would definitely probably have a suspension for the player. So it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, the NBA handles it. Yeah. Because their seasons are a lot longer, too, though. The NBA is. So it's like, how do you compare, like, if you just give, like, five game suspension, does it really mean anything? Like, optically, then what's the difference? Like, you might as well maybe give none. Like It's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really, really even genuine. Yeah. Then you do have the players' union, too, and obviously they want to fight for their, their player, too, which right. I totally, I back them more than anything. For sure. In all of sports, I just want to get this on the record. I back all the players' unions. <laughs> Fuck all the owners. Yeah. For yeah. real. Yeah, the owners. <laughs> I mean... I just some... want to make sure I got that on the record, just in case uh, there's any doubt. Some of them can be cool, though. Like, I'm sure Michael Jordan's a cool owner. I'm not saying they're not cool. I'm just saying, like, as a collective bargaining, like, sure, unit. Sure, sure, Like, you know. For sure. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah. you always want to take the player's side. The owners are signing the checks. And their franchise is like what they bought the Bucks for how much? Like four hundred million? Yeah. What is it worth now? Two and a half billion? Sure. Boom. That's a real nice return on that. <laughs> for <laughs> sure, know? for sure. So when they're like, Oh, he's got they gotta pay Chris Middleton two hundred million dollars. I'm like, you know how much he's making for you guys? Yeah. Come on. Give me a break. For sure. 
Uh, yeah, so football is coming up. Yeah, but all like there's a lot of news. There's a lot of players that still gotta get like moved around still. But things are starting to settle. People are starting to practice and come back. And when do they start their uh, their training? Uh, I think July. So this month they'll probably start like their training camp. Preseason will be in August, and then September the season will start. Yeah, it's always weird, and it's August, and it's like blazing hot and humid, and you're like, "Is a football game on?" Right. Like, yeah. Okay. You like dip into a bar and there's like a hundred people there to watch a preseason game and I'm like Yeah. I'm like, give me a beer. All, All right. that shit I remember like maybe as a kid, maybe I don't know, things were like more exciting, but like I remember like watching those preseason games like Well they used to play in County Stadium for the, sure. the Brewers. Like that's the best. That that would be dope too. Yeah. Like they for play sure. they play like and you can see the baseball diamond still. Yeah. And then, then it's just like a hundred yard field. Yeah. And it's so sick. Yeah, and County Stadium is like I don't know, you ever, you ever go to County Stadium? I've never been to County Stadium, Ooh. no. Obviously been in Miller Park a bunch For of times. For sure, a bunch of times. Yeah, so I've been to County Stadium like, I don't know, like probably like, you know, maybe like half dozen times when I was sure, a kid. Sure, And you'd like help your uncle like bring in, like a, they used to bring in coolers full of beer. Dope. Which is the sickest shit ever. Can you <laughs> even imagine that? Like bringing in a cooler of beer into a stadium? That's awesome. And it was all concrete and it was all shitty, you know? And just like <laughs> It was just like, I don't know. It was a classic. For sure. No, I've definitely missed out on that. Um, Miller Park is, is it's, it's so high end and the amenity is it's always like so weird when you're there. I'm like, this doesn't even feel like a baseball like diamond. Yeah, but then, I mean, have but you ever been to is. like other parks though? Yeah, I've been to Wrigley a bunch of times. No, I, yeah, but like Wrigley's even older. Like, I mean, like newer parks than, than uh, Miller Park. Uh, I s- they're getting I mean, out of control. Like Miller Park isn't even like. Fancy. No, I know they're way better now. Yeah. yeah. But Miller Park was of that new generation of ballpark state you know obviously like that one in the bronx for new york like looks crazy as hell sure i'm like whoa that was like <laughs> tech, techno future park and it's just funny because it's just like grass and dirt and they're just like all right we'll build up all this around it yeah but you ever the been thing, to wrigley i have not been to wrigley but Dude. the thing that makes baseball stadiums cool is that they are so like unique like football basketball different stadium. dimensions yeah they all have a yeah. uniformity to yeah. it yeah it's all of a sudden you're like you got like yeah you know back to fuck boston they get the green monster right right you're like man what the fuck fuck this shit yeah it makes it interesting and then also like i think it it does like a lot of them are kind of like located like in the heart of the city yeah well that's what wrigley field is it's like you go there and you're in wrigleyville and i remember going down there as a kid with uh greg and his uh his mom and uh her boyfriend tim at the time shout out <laughs> um, but we like he was all obsessed he like made like a, a cake for the fire department that's right down in wrigleyville sure so we like go and visit the firefighters and we're like hanging out with them and then you go to the the baseball game like right in the you know in Dope. wrigleyville Dope. got the train right there you got all the bill everyone's out on their their you know you can all they got like a basically like stadium seating built into the top of their condos or whatever right right it's, yeah it's just, it's unique that way that that is a unique environment you can't build it anywhere else if you tried yeah it's a it's definitely its own individual thing right so this is about the time of the year where i start to casually check in on baseball same same <laughs> <laughs> it's like my te- like you like put your toe in the water to see how warm it is before you jump in there it's like that i'm like Aah. same like for me it's the all-star break so like once once i start seeing the the home run derby and the mm. all-star game i do think that the baseball has the best all-star break it seems very casual and very fun. Like the all-star, the home run derby is better than like any other all-star like competition in the, sports. I would say the slam dunk contest is too iconic though. 
Yeah, but it's not good anymore. It's, but it's like the best thing that's happened to America in sports <laughs> basically ever. I, I don't know. Like the home when run. People, con- when it's like 4th of July and there's like fireworks the home going run off, derby has I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like Vince Carter 2000. For sure. No, I was... I'm like, this is the best country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Vince Carter dunk contest 2000. <laughs> For sure. I'm like Michael Jordan. I mean, dude, Michael Jordan's dunk contest appearances. I know, I know. There's nothing more American than that. I know, but like, <laughs> the thing is, is that the, in like the grand scheme of history, the home run derby just has a lot of more like years to it. It's fun. It's fun as hell. I do love it. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all about it. Should we go to a like a baseball? Uh, go hit some hit some uh, get the machine going. Yeah, hit a I'd couple do balls. I do that. All right. Isn't that down there by Vitens? Where Anyways, is it? Isn't like the batting cage by the fucking golf course in Vitens? Like, it's around. That... Is that the one? Right, my buddy goes to one around I think here. There's one it's in probably, Vitens, it's yeah. probably that one. Yeah. I just uh, always knew he just like, I would see him. He's like, oh, my hands are all tore up. I was just like <laughs> batting at the cages. And I'm like, yeah, it fucks your hands up. Yeah. But it's good. It's good shit. So, yeah, other than that, the biggest event of the year, talking football, <laughs> USFL. Yes, Shout out to the Birmingham Stallions. They look like the best team. Taking they down the stars it. of Philly. Yeah. Did you watch the game? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say every second that I like, started choking. <laughs> I was, I was uh, wondering what you would say. Uh, yeah, I watched uh, zero frames. Not even a single frame of it, unfortunately. <laughs> I wanted to, but I forgot. And life got in the way. Yeah, life is just a beautiful Sunday. <laughs> I was out by the lake chilling with some friends, watching some fireworks at the end of the night, watching some boats in the day. That's not bad. Sorry, USFL. Damn. Brutal. Yeah. So their season's over. Yeah, I heard it was a hit, though. I heard the season was a hit. Viewers were watching. The game was a hit. Um, Birmingham lost their quarterback halfway through the game, and their backup came in there, threw three scores, and won it. Damn. Shout out to the backup. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a fun one to see. I think it was thirty-three to thirty, so it had everything you wanted. Yeah, I'm gonna dig into the uh, the extendo highlights later on here. I'm gonna catch up on that. Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm all about it. USFL, man. Pod Sham God supports the USFL. Oh, we love the USFL. We just uh, want to be the official podcast of the USFL. Ah, oh, dude. And we're sorry we didn't watch your championship game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we do follow you guys. Hmm. We 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 do try to so there's you know, that. spread the word and shit. There's that. Um, what do you think is going on with or how do you feel about what's going on in like college sports? I think. Do you know what I'm talking about? The realignment of yes. the the, uh, the football. Yes. I think that a lot of people are pissed. Yes. I think anytime there's realignment with that type of stuff, so eventually, like they're just gonna have like an NFL style like. 15 team conference over here 15 team conference over there that's what it sounds like it's gonna just eventually be that it has to be they've been working towards that forever yeah and just with the way the money works and everything it just it would make sense Mm. so like the pros are you know you're gonna have at least so if you're if you have a team that's in the conference like you know like we have wisconsin in the big 10 yep so we'll get to see them play some cool teams but then, like, you but are we gonna out. play? We're gonna play our rivals like as regularly. Like our rivals are still gonna be like the in the Big Ten. So I don't know. As It'll long s- as they're still in there. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. But does it take away any like regional like games? 
it takes away probably for other people more so than us but yes gotcha. that would be the biggest thing gotcha like that would be the biggest loss that's what people are mad about because like yep. you want to have your your regional rivalries you want exactly. to stoke those stoke those flames of uh you know competitiveness that have been there forever so i think like we're always gonna as as long as like minnesota and michigan and ohio state are gonna be in the big 10 penn state like then yeah we'll be playing we're we're so yeah yeah Yeah. we're but man it's just it is gonna be like weird to see like some of those saturdays when like you're just fucking the badgers are done playing and now it's just like uh, two random teams playing, but like one gets an upset. Okay, like okay. those upsets aren't going to be there anymore. And, and then, then that's a big part of college football too, right? Yeah. Or like those games where like, um, I don't know, just two teams always play each other, um, for some reason. I'm trying to think of like what would be a rivalry that like doesn't exist anymore. Maybe like Stanford U USC. Okay. Or something like that. Sure, sure. That gets take, like if taken one goes into. Like, USC came into the Big Ten, but, like, Stanford hasn't done shit. Gotcha. So, it's like, are they ever going to play again? Even though they would have probably had, like, years playing. And then, like... It's interesting. Probably, like, you would have people, like, that grew up in, like, that same area. Like, those rivalries go back to, like, fucking grade school. And so, that's why it's kind of cool to see those games sometimes. Because it really is stuff on the line. It's important, yeah. Because, like, just locally, too. Like, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, my family's coming to this. And it's like, oh, your cousins are on the other side of this team. You know, they've been supporting them for this. Then, like, it goes back. Because, like, I'm I'm from Kenosha. And, like, uh, really, like, I'm really close to the Illinois border. Sure. Like, really close. And so, everywhere you go, you have, uh, it's called a house divided. And they have flags up all over the place where they have Bears flags and Packers flags. Because it's technically closer, way closer to Chicago. For sure, like than Green Bay, yeah. And, like, everybody that lives in Kenosha, like, works in Chicago, basically. It's like a suburb of Chicago now at this point. Sure. Um, that highway is just always crazy. <laughs> um, but you just see the two flags, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that that type of regionalism is, like, the, the best. Because, like, yeah, like, your wife loves the Bears and your, the husband loves the Packers. And, like, the kids love the Cowboys. Or I don't know, whatever <laughs> Right, it was, yeah. right, That's right. how that was in, like, the 90s when I was growing up. And, uh, but with college stuff, yeah, you need that, that regional, that conflict. Yeah. It's just, it's just what made it special, but I'm actually on the side that says maybe I like it, but that's because my school is like going to get to play like USC and North Carolina. It's like, how dope would like the Badgers, North Carolina basketball game be? Right. And it's going to be a big game. It's going to be huge nationally. Obviously like college basketball, is uh, probably struggling more than the football, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, the tournament, I think, always changes, does. I mean, the changes like with the G League and like the enticement. So the I think it all comes down to like money. And yeah. so the tournament actually brings in a lot of money, mm-hmm. viewership and stuff. Whereas like the bowl games are like kind of spread out. The national championship will like bring in like money. Yeah. But it's still not like a whole like four week thing. With like the like, TV rights and yeah, yeah I got so that. it actually I think that like college basketball comes out ahead. Really? Okay. Then college football just because of the tournament, but maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong because that doesn't sound right. Because football is just so much. It's so like, huge, man. Yeah. Yeah, those stadiums are just so huge. It's just insane. Yeah. It's ginormous. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's just always relevant. So that's what's up. Anything yeah. else going on in the sports landscape? Um, let's see. 
talked about the hot dog eating contest. I was just gonna say, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's it. Hmm. Baseball, Brewers, so hot right now. I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna go down and watch them practice curling, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. You don't know. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people who curl. This is the spot for it. There's the Olympic curling yeah. place. Yeah. People, people get down out there. Yeah. Seems fun. I mean, any game is fun. Like, any competition is going to be good. Like, I can't knock it. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. Like you're fucking watching the uh, hot dog contest. I, I am, yeah. Well, there's that bit where, like, Jordan was, like, throwing quarters against the wall with the, yeah, the security see, <laughs> No, and I've been there. Like, I, I've literally not maybe played that game, but I've played, like, dumb games with quarters, quarters. just because, like, you... And then uh, Key and Peel... And they become competitive, Key, you know? Key and Peel did, like, a sketch where they, like... Or maybe it was just Key. I can't remember which one it was, but they maybe it was SNL, but they did, like, a remake of the, the Jordan playing quarters sure. against it. He's just, like, batting everything. <laughs> and Jordan's just like, oh, it's one more game or like one more game and he's just like winning everything the guy's got that's awesome yeah it's classic so yeah anything can be you know whatever yeah competitive yeah well i guess that's it folks thanks for tuning in to pod sham god peace y'all